Good evening, Patriots, and it's Wednesday, January 18th in the year 2023. The East Coast has just crossed into Thursday, which is always a busy day. As we know that this time, there's so much challenge of things, upheaval and change. We also have to ensure that you get a good night's sleep. One of the best ways of doing that is with MyPillow.com. You need great sleep products. MyPillow has some of the best sheets out there, the most comfortable sheets. Those are Giza cotton sheets, along with the MyPillow Classic. And so much of that makes a difference when you get a good night's sleep. This entire time that we're living is all geared around the idea of control and ultimately disrupting sleep is a big part of accomplishing that control. And sadly, that's an easy way to get to people. When you start you start to break down people's sleep. So having the right things to sleep on makes a huge difference. So head on over to mypillow.com forward slash bards. Take advantage of the same amazing savings. Right now they've got down comforters on sale for fifty percent off and the duvet covers for to go with them for sixty sixty five percent off. You have the Giza cotton sheets that are on sale. And you have great savings on my slippers. So you get the whole package. You can go to bed, comfortable, wake up, put on the slippers, even get a, save 50% off on the my coffee and have coffee in the morning. And all these products I've tried and used, and I really continue to use all of them. They're fantastic. I haven't slept on anything else but my pillow products since for over almost two years now. So head on over to mypillow.com forward slash bards. Use your promo code bards. Support a company that, Supports Liberty, get great products, and continue to boycott all those other crazy companies that hate us, like Bed Bath & Beyond, and get great products for the house. And in times like right now when preps are on top of the list, this is a good place to get some of your essential preps to make sure that no matter what happens, you'll always sleep well. MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards. I was flipping through some things that were meaningful, I guess what I would say. And the first thing that came to mind is a poem by Rudyard Kipling, a famous poem called If. It seems very relevant for right now. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting or being lied about, don't deal in lies or being hated. Don't give a, don't give way to hating and you don't look too good nor talk too wise. If you dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two impostors just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you give your life to broken and stoop and build them up with worn-out tools, if you can make one heap of your winnings and risk it all on one turn of pitch and toss, and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone, and so hold on what there is nothing to you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue and walk with kings, nor lose the common touch, if neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but none too much, if you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it, and, which is more, you'll be a man, my son. There's so much in that poem it's one of the reasons it's one of the most famous poems ever written. It always ranks in about the top 10. And there's a lot that's buried deep in that that's scriptural. 
in just a few p- paragraphs of a, of a great poem. There's a time right now then there's a lot of concern for everything that we're looking at. A world that's changing. And no matter who you are, there's going to be a measure of anxiety as we face these changes. Some more than others. We're looking at a world that's literally being stripped from us. It was a world that was never ours, but it's a world that we became comfortable with. It was a world that was never what it said it was, but we believed in what it promised. And we can be accusatory or point fingers and say that it was a lie and we didn't wake up early enough, we didn't ask enough questions. Those are probably justifiable questions or challenges. But in the end of the day, it was the world we knew and it was the only world we knew. And suddenly, in a matter of a collective series of months, And overall, several years, that world has been turned on its head. Everything we've known about it has been shredded. And what we've witnessed is the truth of the world that we're in. It's not that the world lied to us. It's that the world lived behind a mask. And we looked at the mask and accepted the show. Like we were at at a circus and liking the clowns. And what has happened now is we see the true face of the world. And so all of the things that we had counted on are no longer there. Obviously, the almost obvious irony is that they never were. But for once, we see the truth. And so there's a sense to want to cling on to what was or what we have. There's a powerful sense of clinging, wondering what's going to happen to my savings, what's going to happen to my retirement, what's going to happen to my house, what about my car, what about my plans to travel, what about my investments to retire early, what happens if I can't go to the store and find bread, what happens if milk becomes too expensive to buy. What happens if eggs disappear? What happens if meat becomes corrupted with mRNA? So many things are floating through people's minds. And it's all about the world that we had allowed into our lives, a world that we built a promise with when it lied to us, and a world that now no longer is going to honor those promises because it was always a product of the father of lies. We have to get bigger than the world. And there's really only one way you can do that. And that's in our deep and loving relationship in Christ. This is quite a gift when you think about it in the time that we're in, because what has happened is that we've been put in a place to make a choice. And it's really not a choice at all, if you think about it. The world lied All we have to do is acknowledge the lie and step away. But we've woven ourselves into that lie so deeply that it's difficult for us to be able to separate and go back to living as sovereigns in this world. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. We've been through that. We went through that the last three years. As we've had people pointing their fingers at us, telling us that this threat in the world, the reason we can't go back to normal is because of us. Because we wouldn't wear a mask, because we wouldn't get an injection. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting, or being lied about, don't deal in lies, or being hated, don't give, a, give way to hating, and yet don't look too good, nor look too wise. 
We've had to walk a completely different path in the last three years. We've had to hold our tongue at times when we haven't wanted to. We've had to choke down our pride. We've had to learn humility in the midst of angry and irrational emotional mobs, family members that turned on us. We've had to trust in God to get through this. We've had to be reserved in our place. We've had to step back from providing advice too much anyway. And we've had to step back from saying, I told you so. As we watch the pain and misery of choices unfold before our very eyes. This has been quite a furnace of refinement we've been through. Not one that's easy. Not one that's ever been, had any guarantees either. And it's one that will continue to challenge us as we move forward. But what will allow us to move forward is that position that we assume as we walk with Christ and realize that what God is giving us is a, to, the ability to look into the world, not from within the world looking out. We're now literally in the point of Exodus 2.0, and we're seeing what we see. And what we witness isn't always pretty. The craziest part is that whether you desired it or not, whether you intended it or not, Walking this path has led to us being considered the veterans and the wisdom. One of my favorite speeches by Theodore Roosevelt is Citizen in a Republic. There's a passage from that. I think the authors, he wrote, of the Declaration of Independence intended to include all men, but they did not mean to declare all men equal in all respects. They did not mean to say all men were equal in color, size, intellect, moral development, or social capacity. They defined with tolerable distinctness in what they did consider all men created equal, equal in certain inalienable rights, among which are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. This they said, and this they meant. They did not mean to assert the obvious untruth that all were actually enjoying that equality or yet that they were about to confer it immediately upon them. They meant to set it up. They meant to set up a standard maxim for free society, which should be familiar to all constantly looked to constantly labored for. And even though never perfectly attained constantly approximated and therefore constantly spreading and deepening its influence and augmenting the happiness and value of life to all people everywhere. In the midst of this fight, we haven't really taken time to appreciate at least not enough, not enough time that is to appreciate what our role really has been. We talk about it in terms of a remnant or holding the line or not bowing as if we're at, in a constant state of war, and, and to a degree we are. But those words right there by Teddy Roosevelt remind us of something. And it's important to realize that while we were all given the equality of inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We forget that part of that is that we needed to continually and constantly spread and deepen those principles of influence to where it literally became an augmenting value of happiness in the life of all people. Our society had fallen much farther than most of us realized. The America that we knew, or we thought we knew, revealed its ugly head. 
it was an America of free, of liberty, or of inalienable rights, or of the pursuit of happiness. It was an America that had fallen on its knees and on its face, of struggling to make ends meet, fearful of whether a job would be lost or whether payments could be made on a credit card or whether a house mortgage was going to be made or not. Envious of those that were living in higher classes and seemingly making endless amount of money. Lost in the entertainment that those provided to give us escape from the immediate of what was before us. Disgusted at a political class yet voting for them to continue their work of corruption. Basically, it was a society that when we really faced it in truth, we had given up. The America that I knew was a different America. Some of it was when the time in which I grew up, but other parts of it are the America that I knew through the eyes of some of America's best operators and the work that I did myself in that same domain. It was a world where risks were taken undeniably for the principles of liberty, of freedom, of happiness that people had not ever achieved. And I spent enough years doing that to appreciate what that took in sacrifice a willingness to do whatever, even if it meant dying on a foreign land. My role, the roles of those beside me were different. Each of us had tasks, and yet all those tasks came to bear on a mission to decisively and ruthlessly destroy an enemy that was trying to steal the freedoms and steal this God-given right that everyone on earth should have. Our Declaration of Independence establishes a principle of the way life is. Righteousness and rights given to us by God that are not limited by a border of a nation state, and yet that's what we're told. These are rights that extend to all domains and all lands across the oceans and across this land, its world, and equally should be rights that are available to every person on this earth. But we're divided by the empires of nation states. We're separated by the artificial titles of citizens of these nation states. And we're taught to worship and be obedient to flags and give our oath to governments. And those governments have used those oaths and those loyalties to slaughter their youth, to wage wars for their own benefit, to destroy people's lives through their various forms of policing and taxation, media disparagement, legal assaults. And they've done worse by even fueling and creating their own criminal class that would perpetuate crime and fear within a public. Infusing the ideas with activism that was designed to separate and divide, to build the teachings within the youth's mind of racism under the names of other titles that was hidden in plain sight. And in their final move to literally mutilate children through injections and surgeries to change gender and to distort genetics. Our founding fathers knew that a government that we had designed, which was by the will of the people, would ultimately try to overcome the people. And as our soldiers have fought in foreign lands, they have seen that firsthand. We've also seen the consequences of a war that rages on endlessly. And those wars take a toll. They break people. 
They destroy memories. They erase histories. And they permanently erase systemic knowledge that from one culture or one tribe to the other that can never be replaced, no matter how much digging, archaeological finds, research, historical writings are done. That knowledge, once gone, is gone forever. This time we live is unique in that this war that's being fought has yet to spill any major blood. And I pray every day that it won't get there. That's in part because we've remained vigilant, at least on that place. Knowing that we have a hand on our rights to bear arm, arms, plural. And we have not given that right up, even though they've done a lot in attempting to steal it from us. And they've tried to make it more difficult for us by putting barriers in place, by adding rules and regulations that turn people into felons overnight, using their agencies that they're, they can reach in and arrest people, raid people, shoot people. And they've done what they can to try to destroy the will of the American people. And I think that they really thought it was dead. At least they hoped. The period of President Trump, the four years of his leadership, I I don't really count the last year, but the first year anyway and the campaign year leading up to it were significant. Those two years were profound and with one thing, policies aside, EOs, whatever he did, all that aside, there was something that was very significant about that first two years, 2015, 2016, actually it's three years, and 2017. And what, what it was was the rising tide of awareness that there still was a patriot America, that there was still the confidence in who we were to love God openly, to be defiant and to overcome the obstacles of doubt that were put before us by so many, the accusations and disparagement for believing in things that we were told were constantly conspiracies, framed as freaks in the society. Time has proven that we were right. And sadly, at a critical time when we were right again, there were still so many that didn't listen, rolled up their sleeve, and took the bioweapon in their veins. We'll pay a price for that for a long time. And I'm just being real. It's far from over. There's a lot of things heating up right now. There's lots of changes happening that we can see, and we're trying to balance our expectations because we've been let up and let down so often. If any group of people in the world has had their throat stomped over and over and told to get back up, it's the American Patriot. And to a large degree, the American Patriot is tired. Our patience is running thin. We're getting fatigued by the constant cycles of the patience that we're supposed to have, the temperance that we're supposed to possess, the tolerance that we're supposed to extend as this supposed plan unfolds. And there is something unfolding, there's no doubt. We're seeing anomalies and events that can't be explained otherwise. But there was always this principle and always has been this principle that the greater greater mass is better than those few who really get it. In other words, where we go one, we go all, must be administered in mass or we will all fail. I don't buy that and I haven't bought that and I never will. Because the American patriot has a way of swinging the world even when a few stand boldly and lead the world from the front rather than leading the world from the main body or from behind. And unfortunately, The concept of the plan has forced the American patriot 
to sit on the sideline and watch this tomfoolery unfold as we swing each day trying to present more truth to more people who just refuse to listen. And each day we cast out that roll of pitch and toss and we try to bet all of it again to try to help one more person. And each day we either win or we lose. But what's changed is that we've detached now from the outcome of victory or loss because we understand something. We understand that our mission has nothing to do with politics. In fact, our mission doesn't even have anything to do with winning or losing. Our mission has always been about sowing seeds. Irrelevant of the government in place, irrelevant of the plan, irrelevant of whatever is unfolding, we've become more in touch with our purpose here as God's children. And that's a major victory. Because it creates a resilience. It creates an ability to overcome. It creates a person that is stronger, mightier, that quite frankly can't be persuaded unless it's truth and truth in God. We've learned to have empathy while we've watched people make foolish decisions and even die. We've learned to pray truth for forgiveness and pray for their soul with a forgiving heart, even though we know that the person we're praying for has made bad decisions, probably was awful in making those decisions, ignored any advice given, and consumed their life around themselves and is now begging for help with God at their very end of their life, hoping that they'll get some sort of gateway ticket into heaven even though they refuse to follow their faith in God all along. yet And yet, we put all that aside and we pray for them. You see, we, did some, we learned something along the way. That approaching this world with a loving and forgiving heart was far greater in power than trying to persuade them with a hammer. So many of those that have took the injection or are holding on to these progressive ideals are still trying to swing the hammer because they haven't calmed down enough, sat quietly enough, found peace enough to simply listen to the voice of God. And whether or not you think you hear God, God is right there and he's speaking And if you've come this far along this journey and you've done so in the strength of avoiding all of the pressures of one of the greatest propaganda campaigns ever waged on human society, one of the most devious and deceitful efforts to destroy humanity that probably has ever been done, from things sprayed in the air to injections shot in your arm to the pressure to put something up your nose that was always poison to poisoning the food, the water, and to most importantly, trying to poison your mind. You've made it this far. And so at this point, there's, like I said, there's a bit of fatigue. But again, we forgot something along the way that we need to be reminded about. That that's always been the expectation of the American patriot. It's not like you get an extra pat on the back. It's not like you get kudos or a button on your chest. You have to come to a place where you feel like you almost couldn't make it to appreciate who you are. And when you do that and you make it through those places where you truly feel like you can't go any farther, you discover something. You can go farther than you ever dreamed. It's like having an injury. And there's two ways about it. You can stop working out with your injury and hope that it heals. Or you can continue to work out and push yourself and the injury will heal more quickly. 
And then you learn to overcome in a greater way because the pain in the process is itself a teacher. We have always been expected as American patriots to labor and to seek that perfection of liberty and justice and equity. We've always been expected as patriots to spread and deepen the influence of our founding father's vision. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But along the way, for all these years, it just hasn't happened. The selfish and self-consumed nature of our world in this materialist zoo that we lived in prevented us from really leaning in the way we should. And so we are here now with greater wisdom because we have once again reclaimed something that was lost. And that's the spirit of the fight. Citizen in the Republic has another passage, one of my favorites. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcomings, but who does actually strive to do the deeds who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat." That's the essence of the American patriot. That's the essence of who we've become. And it's a critical thing to hang on to. These are times that truly do try men's souls. And we've lived through them. And these are times coming that will try us even more. But I would say that unlike times in the past, and as I said at the beginning, everyone will feel an anxiety as we move to this radical change in a world that's being stripped from us and the part that we don't have any choice in yet is the direction they're forcing us into. We're all supposed to be embracing a new world of new technologies, new horizons, new ways of coming together with technology, new opportunities with digital currencies. And we never got a vote. And that is not constitutional. That is not the way our country was formed. And that is not the way the American patriot rolls. Because we're going to take time to consider where they want us to go, whether they like it or not. And the American patriot is one that will defy and say, uh, no, excuse me, I will consider before I'm forced to do. And that won't be to the appeasement of the masters of the universe. That won't be to the appeasement of the investors in Wall Street or to your investment advisor that may run your 401k or to the policies of the nation that are going to try to tell you one way or the other. Because they're going to cast out before us a victory option. They're going to try to show us that great things are now possible because the evil cabal has been stripped from this world and now look at how fast and far we can go. And the American patriot, if holding to who we are, should be saying, and hopefully will say, no, we won't race ahead yet. 
We'll look at what our options are. We'll reflect carefully what you're saying. We'll take into account your past and your delivery. Your promise is unkept and the few that you've kept. We're going to look at the consequences of what you're offering. And we're not going to feel compelled because there's apparently no other option. Because there's always another option. And why do we know that? Because we walk with God. We don't walk as subjects of a state. We're inspired by the inspirations and directions that Father leads us. We've been in the ring. We've had our face muddied. And whether we've tasted triumph or we've tasted the greatness of daring for triumph, we've been knocked around enough to have some wisdom. And whether it's some force knocking at your door in some uniform with some three-letter agency trying to tell you to let them in, or whether it's a, a rule that's put in place by some remote bureaucrat that tries to dictate what the better thing is going to be for society because we all are in this together. At least for myself, as an American patriot, my response is going to be simple. Pound sand. I don't need you. I need other patriots. I don't need this bureaucrat. I don't need some remote fool trying to tell me how my life is going to be. I don't fear a thug team of bullies at my door because they've got coats on that say three letters and they have guns and they're trying to tell me they have the right to come in. The answer is you're not welcome. So stay out. And I'm going to live my life as a firm patriot. And even if I fall, I'll know that I've never stopped seeking the achievements, the high achievements of triumph. That's the line we now have to hold. It's the place we have to walk. It's really what our true legacy has always been. We just forgot it along the way. And we owe this to the now and to the future, for the generations now to witness and for those yet unborn to remember. Because the spirit of the American patriot has always been a spirit at the core that leads the world. That strength, that defiance, that always overcome attitude is what made this country great. Not the industrialists, not the Satanists, not the secret societies, not these fools that live off of our taxes that suck us dry, not this parasitic class that tries to do everything it can to suck everything out of our lives so they can improve theirs. No. In spite of all of that, this country was made by men and women of unbelievable strength of character and morals. This country was forged by men and women that overcame impossible odds. This country bridged differences of class. This country built differences of even slaves made free. And we lived fine without the ruling class. It's time we get back to that. It's time that we remember that there's never an effort without error or shortcoming. That there actually, we have to actually strive to do great deeds. And then we have to seek to always hit the triumphs of high achievement. And even if we fail, we have to know that what we have done is we have dared greatly in the midst of souls so timid that they will never know the taste of victory nor defeat. All of this is that difficult walk of the patriot. All of this is that place where our faces have been muddied and marred. But in the end, you stand among the few. And we stand together knowing that we are still standing while the others have fallen and groveled. 
we now have to raise them up and remind them of what it is to be an American patriot. Because it's the spirit of the American patriot that will transform this world. Let's pray. Father God, this is a time now more than ever that we have to truly be strengthened with your love, your might, your wisdom as we now turn a new corner in this fight, walking down an unknown path in an unknown direction where once again those in the power seats of the world are trying to transform a world without our say, stripping away our God-given right to have dominion over them. And so, Father, we pray, one, for patience. Two, we pray for the wisdom to walk this path and to do so as in Christ's walk with the firmness and the authority of kingdom to know at the times when the table needs to be flipped and when the those of the temples need to be challenged, but equally with the firmness and beauty of kingdom to heal those that are seeking healing and to free those that have become slaves. This is a time, Father, that we pray for being the strength that we need in this world, not as one person, but as, those, as the few as you chose in Gideon to stand together, no matter what the numbers, that have their heart in the right place, their eyes on heaven, and knowing that we trust in you to such a magnitude that nothing that befalls us in this world will touch us. This is a time, Father, to revive the true sense of the patriot, and we pray for that this evening. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Take time to reflect on all that you have gone through. Take time to give honor to Father God for all that he's allowed you to become. You may not see yourself that differently. I don't know. You may not give yourself the credit that you've been through, but I will guarantee everybody now that has avoided this craziness, that has held strong in their faith, You've been changed and changed for the better. And changed for the better doesn't mean that we became softer and gushier in love because that didn't happen. We've become more grounded in that rock of faith. We've become more grounded in our love in Jesus. And we've been more grounded in the authorities the kingdom has granted us and the Holy Spirit flows through us and the hands of God that work through us and with us. That's who we've become. And that sounds a whole lot like being the mighty men and women of God on this earth. We're rising. The world doesn't like us. But the world needs us. And in the end, the world will be ruled by us. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow for bended knee. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the deepest end. Oh, I want to feel something. Let me get back in my body. For me, I want to breathe.
just want 